So hi, Amy. I know it's been a few uh, weeks, uh, but in our defense, it's been the summer. So I think this event's going to give us a nice opportunity to just catch up on things that have been interesting to us or things that we find annoying. Yeah, like uh, we we well we try to we are not being hard on ourselves in terms of a schedule, right? Like we will accommodate whatever. But uh, yeah, we we have been uh, given that is. Uh, summer and everything you know we take a little bit of time for for other stuff yeah so look uh, looking forward to today's session where you're going to get a deeper insight into our minds because it's not <laughs> a structured one hi welcome to wrong side of life i'm sana khan and i'm jaime vuelta we're friends and we thought about recording our chats just because it seems like fun We talk about all kinds of things like society, tech, law, zombies, zombies, food, of course, food. Okay, so Hami, one of the biggest things I want to talk about right now is you did your classic staycation in Ireland. How did you find that? Did you find that it was... Um, Different because it was a COVID era, because I'm reading a lot in the news, and this is something I'm looking at for myself, mm -hmm. about how prices have, you know, increased a lot, uh, whether it's for food, accommodation, uh, because the demand is just so high. And some people yeah. can't even find places to stay in. They have to stay in alternative places simply because of the demand in the mm -hmm. staycations, uh, as there's a lot of uncertainty going um, abroad. So, I think that's a, a an interesting thing that I can learn from you as well myself, but also how yeah. Do you so find so it? just to um, uh, give a little bit of context. So the the last week uh, I was like my father was here, uh, right, and uh, we went uh, around in Ireland, right. Uh, we we went through the west, uh, mostly on Connemara, and then we also went a little bit in the in the north, um, and it was basically a few days, right, mm. and. Really, it looked like you know it was fine. It, I didn't perceive that the prices were different, but okay. when you're out, you know, and basically it was just I don't know paying for fuel and paying for um, restaurants, right? So it's very difficult to compare those because normally, you know, like you will always pay more than you will do mm. if you were in Dublin. I don't know for taking a, a restaurant or anything. My father was here, so you weren't like looking and taking notes of oh the menu was eleven euro and now it's twelve or something like that. Um, so I think in in general everything everything was fine. Everything was ready, really. Like there was very very little um, things that we have to do. The only the only uh, requirement was that for any indoor um, dining, right? We had to present our vaccination certificate. That is mm -hmm. basically a QR uh, code. They will uh, scan through it. They will check that you are the person that says in the in the um, the, in the certificate, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to show any kind of ID. Normally, you know, I have my my uh, ID from from Spain, so they will yeah. they will accept that. And um, also, one person have to leave their phone in case there's an outbreak or something like that. that yeah. They need to follow up with with people, right? But uh, you know, fingers crossed, it won't happen. But uh, most for most of that, that was the only requirement. That was not a requirement on on hotels. Uh, it was only on on bars and restaurants yeah. and things like that right so we went for um 
we went through Kong, which was where the uh, quiet man was uh, uh, shot, right? Like yeah. a classic uh, John Ford movie. Because my my father is a is a great uh, admirer of uh, John Wayne. <laughs> Typical of fathers, right? It's very, very much like a father's uh, uh, um, actor, yeah. uh, and and a movie, right? It's a classical movie, and and he liked it very much. And we went for Kong. Uh, in Kong, they have this um, museum, and you can, you know, they will show up the the locations where they were recording yeah. that, right? A few days days later, we will watch it again, <laughs> right? To, yeah, to say, yeah. oh, this was here, this was there, and whatever. Uh, it's um, nearby Connemara, which is an area in in the west of the country. Uh, in near Galway, Connemara is in in Galway County, right? Yeah. And uh, Galway, I I haven't been before in Galway, but Galway is is really beautiful. It's probably the part, because Ireland is very similar in terms of landscape uh, for, for, you know, the east, the west, the north, the east, uh, north, south. It's it's relatively easy, uh, similar, right? Like it's the kind of same green, green everywhere. Uh, forest, uh, trees, etc. But here, Connemara is, is a little bit different. It's more like uh, brownish yeah. and less, less. Um, it's a, a lot of uh, sort of tundra kind of thing and uh, less trees, like there's almost no trees, right? Yeah. So you cross that. There's very little people that live there. Um, there's no really like villages. The villages are mostly on the outskirts of the area. Yeah. And uh, but you basically cross that by car, right? Uh, but it, it was it was beautiful. Like we were in a in a hotel that is in the middle of Connemara, and uh, oh, you, know, you were you were crossing, yeah, you were crossing in and out. Like the problem was that they um, we went late for for dinner, right? Like they had like a very strict time that they cl- will close the kitchen, and we had to go to the other to another village for for having uh, dinner. Yeah. Which was like 20 minutes away. <laughs> so we had to get out. <laughs> and then when we were going uh, back again, it was by night, right? So everything was dark and, and, and everything. Oh, so you yeah, have yeah. to be careful yeah, with, with things. Anyway, they were doing some works on the road and they were putting this kind of um, reflectives. So you could see way better the, the, the road, right? Because than usual because of the fact that there was roadworks there. Yeah, and and especially well, I think they're putting like reflectives on the on the road, yeah. so you can see the road much better by night, right? Like Irish roads. Uh, anyone that is not from Ireland, right? Like the the you have like a couple of motorways or highways, but, but you also yeah. have like a lot of very small roads that are dangerous. For, and the for funny me. thing is, on those on those roads, really windy roads, narrow yeah. roads, you have tractors of all type of farm mm-hmm. machinery is coming, and then you know you look at the speed and it says. 100 miles per hour and you're like this is impossible <laughs> at a bend the speed is 100 miles you know I, I always joke with the fact that you know some areas in dublin you you see like you know this sort of part of a motorway right like yeah, yeah. perfectly fine road 60 right yes. like 60 kilometers per hour and then you go to a, a narrow road <laughs> full of curves in the middle of Clare or something, you know, very rural yeah. area, you can find a, 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 um, a tractor appearing out of nowhere or whatever, or cows or something, right? Like, yeah, or yeah, sheep. Yeah. and it's like, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred kilometers per hour. It's like, no, yeah. this is and not safe. Like, <laughs> I know. And do you know what? That's something that a lot of people have actually uh, complained about and there's been formal petitions about and something I growing up in the West of Ireland, like 
I think there are people who are just comfortable with the roads because they're from there to drive it. But like, there's a lot of people who just drive through those roads because they're trying to get from uh, point A to point B and the motorways only brings you certain places. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously going to be hesitant drivers on those co- countryside roads. It's the ones that are speeding and are familiar with the road that may cause accidents for the others because they don't expect the car to wash out of uh, a juncture uh, yeah. because they're comfortable uh, uh, with it and the other people aren't. And a lot of accidents happen because of that because then you can't hold them accountable because the law says 100 miles per yeah. hour, you know, or 70 or 18. It's like it's still going to be impossible when the road barely fits the modern size of an SUV. And, that, you know, it's yeah. a beautiful. And, and, and also, yeah, in, in some areas, there's even like in general, they're quite narrow, right? Like there's yeah. there's not a lot of um, space for for having. So sometimes you have to lower the, the speed because you have yeah. another car coming in the other direction. It's like, yeah, I want yeah. to be extra careful, right? There's not that much. And in the, in, in the right area, right? We drive, we drive in the left in the, sorry, in the uh, left side of the road, right? Yeah. So in the left, uh, there's also normally a lot of vegetation. So you don't want to hit a branch or something like that. So you don't have a, a lot of a space to, to play and around. Then you have people casually walking in the narrow road yeah, or cycling right. and it's like, okay, yeah. I appreciate this, but I mean, how I suffer are you so, so much comfortable? with cyclists? Like I, I hate cyclists for oh, that reason. Like I need to be very careful and I'm always like scared to hit a cyclist, right? Because and and it's I difficult to, to overtake them and everything because... In the countryside road so you, yeah. and they don't care. That's the thing about it. And I know people, any cyclists listening, some of them just go, ah, the cars have to respect, uh, uh, you know, Austin. So there's a huge queue behind it. And you're kind of trying to flash them and say, can you, know, tuck in for a while so a few cars yeah. can pass? They don't care because they're in their own routine. And it's like the, the countryside roads are simply not made for cyclists. It's not like the likes of Amsterdam, Belgium, Luxembourg, France, Germany. These, when they have the countryside roads, I mean, they're wide enough for cyclists. There's separate paths made. Ireland isn't like that. There's still that old-fashioned classic, you know, yeah, one road I, I think for everything. probably those those ones are more for cyclists more than for cars, right? Yeah. So I will sort of support them for that. But but yeah, it's, it's not really like you know I I'm never like very comfortable driving. Like obviously you know I've been driving for a while, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm more comfortable than I used to. Like the uh, I went once to the cliff of uh, the cliffs of Moher, right, which is in the west, and uh, it's more away until you get to Limerick, uh, and then it's a really narrow. Um, a road until you get to the cliffs and then i said okay let's go I've the other way which times. is yeah, yeah we, let's go the other way which is from from that to galway which is north and then go back to the motorway and the road was even worse so <laughs> um, but you thought you were gonna avoid this nope to get to those places you have to use the motorway only takes you so far uh, having yeah. it you know yeah basically to the big cities right like the 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 motorway connects dublin with uh, yeah. galway with limerick with cork but that's about it. Like, and everything that is in the middle. But how did your father come in? Because he came from Spain. So that's your experience yeah. of it in staycations. This Ireland is fine. It's just a lot more, just a bit of scanning paperwork that you have to show. How did he, did he have to take a COVID test coming uh, to Ireland? No, because he was, he was um, uh, vaccinated, right? So okay. he only had to present the, the proof that he was vaccinated. And yeah. that was about it. Okay. Uh, he had to do a little bit of uh, paperwork to to get, you know, I'm staying in the, in this place, and yeah, you know, yeah, here's yeah. my phone number. Blah blah blah. But in general, it's, it's filling a form and showing that you are vaccinated. And I think that coming back to Spain, it was similar. 
Okay, so um, no COVID test was needed to or from. Yeah, that's good. I, I think not. I, I will double check with him anyway. I, for for going to Spain, for sure not. Um, for coming, he was saying that he will have to take a test, but I think he was mistake because you know he already had the vaccine. The vaccine, yeah. yeah but I have heard that that's where the confusion that I'm. You, you find that there's government guidance, and even with Ireland, what we see recently, uh, the Tanishta and the Taoiseach saying, "Oh, we need to give more clarity on the guidelines because hey." They've been yeah. caught up in a few scandals where they're saying you're giving one advice to the public and the rest of the government are hanging out and having parties and get togethers. <laughs> Do you know? So it's like, and then the Tanishter is like, um, which I found hilarious, is like, oh, we need to provide more clarity. But we believe we were uh, uh, working in line with the guidelines we had issued. And it's like, okay, you made the rules. You're going to interpret it in the only your way. But yeah, you do acknowledge at the same time there's gray areas. So yeah. it's like, I'm not, I find it hard myself, Hammy, to follow the various different rules and changes. And, and also the thing is that they, they are changing, right? Like uh, mm. we have yeah. a lot of rules that has changed. And every month there is something like, oh yeah, you can go indoors or not, or how many people can meet and can they meet on the, on the, yeah, um, yeah. on the backyard or not, or uh, indoors or so it's very difficult to really keep track of everything that is going on, right? Like that, that that's has been a challenge. And now when I hear the news, the numbers are increasing. And yes, I know there's still a, a small cohort of the population not vaccinated and all of that, but the uh, numbers are increasing. And yes, the, the, uh, the, the vaccine is helping people not have to get into a hospital. But mm -hmm. the point of the matter is, it's like, you know, is Ireland going to go into a lockdown? We still haven't got out of this lockdown. And I'm beginning to think maybe I should just, you know, run away, have a holiday right now before <laughs> another lockdown happens, yeah. Hammy. I, I think, yeah, I, I think at the moment the, the problem is that uh, initially we were super uh you know, looking very, very closely, the the, the number of cases, right? Yeah. Like the number of people that, that got COVID. But the moment that we had, uh, because in, in Ireland, we are close to 70% of the people fully vaccinated, vaccinated right? Yeah. Uh, Which we're is a huge close. number. It's a huge number, yes. And um, so it's going to be like right now that the, the dynamic change, right? Like the yeah. number of cases is not going to be that important because really what we want is if people have covid did they go one to the week hospital? they are you know one week they are they are a little bit tired they stay at home and the next week are fine is is perfectly fine right like the problem is whether they develop a serious illness they have to go to the hospital they have to be yeah in, that's in the, i think i think that's the focus care. and uh, and ultimately you know like how many people die obviously but the 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 numbers have sort of changed right so now we will have a huge amount of well huge like much more people um with covid right without having any particular bad thing right yeah, it's, so it's more like passing a, a disease to, and that's it and i think we need to just learn to live with it i think you need to take the precautions i'm happy with the masks i'm happy to sanitize there's nothing wrong with that because all you're doing is trying to at least better your own hygiene if you want to think of it in a selfish mm -hmm. manner that you are preventing yourself from getting sick if at least not somebody else so i think people who are complaining about all of them it's just like, you know, how is it just taking away your liberty when you just have to wear a piece of paper, essentially, or cloth on your face that you can take off, uh, you know, these anti-vaxxers, anti... They're the ones that are going to cause the biggest issue, but I think we need to live with it. And if the vaccines work enough to prevent the likes of you, me, uh, mm -hmm. and our loved ones getting into hospital and allow the health service to focus on, you know, long-term illness... I think that's a fantastic achievement, uh, but it just goes to show yeah, that we need to I be cautious. That, 
right now the main focus should still be trying to get uh, vaccinated as much possible as, po- as much people as possible as as quickly as we can right uh, which i think tell me any uh, uh, people who are anti-vaccines i haven't actually met not someone. really no i haven't i haven't met anyone it, it apparently it seems that in ireland is one of the countries uh, that has the least amount of people that reject the vaccine Oh, right. Okay. Which is great. So yeah, yeah. hopefully we will be able to get, I don't know, 90, 90 something percent of people vaccinated at least, yeah. uh, which will be very good because, right, like the, the main problem is that people that don't want to vaccinate, there, there's always a number of people that can't vaccinate because they don't yeah. have enough immune system or whatever. But that's um, different because they're not yeah. deliberately saying they can't. They're no, they there's a medical reason why they can't yeah. get the vaccine or they are allergic to the vaccine or, or whatever, they're pretty right? much a high risk category. They already have yeah. heart conditions or something that makes them vulnerable. So they'd prefer not them to have it and take yeah. the chance of surviving. So, there, so yeah. there's always a number that can't really vaccinate. Uh, what we should try to get is as much people as possible vaccinated. And yeah. I think that in Ireland, we are going, you know, there's doesn't seem to be many people rejecting the vaccine compared with other places like United States, which there's a yeah. significant amount of people that don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, but here in Ireland, at least it looks like we will be able what to vaccinate Spain? everyone. In in Spain, I think also it will be similar to that. So the culture uh, of compliance and uptake of vaccine is yeah. higher than... Okay, that's good. Yeah, there's, there's some... Um, I think probably there's a little bit more actively complaint about showing the 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 certificate to be able to enter places okay. and to get uh, in some cases wearing uh, face masks in some cases and everything i think in i think in ireland really there hasn't been really that much controversy over showing your you know to go to the pub and having to show your your uh, covid yeah. uh, Certificate, I mean, right? you've done all of this. Why not just flash the yeah. certificate? You know, yeah, which I think is fine. And and I think here, uh, you know, it's it's the process is quite simple, right? Like there's a an application, which is another thing that I realized in Spain, and I was saying like, oh god, I'm so embarrassed for the country because why? there's no. Uh, so in Ireland, you go to the HSC, right, like the National Health Service. And they say, okay, if you want to check to ver- verify a certificate, go to this page and, you know, you take like a picture of the of the vaccine, right? Like you, it's uh, basically you are going to do that with a mobile phone. The mobile yeah. phone detects the thing and, and reads the certificate and verifies that it's correct, right? And that's appointed by the HSA, right? Like you go to the official yeah. page and everything. In Spain, there's nothing of such of kind, right? Um, everyone, the thing that everyone is recommending is uh, a, a Swiss um, application that apparently is good, right? Like, okay, that by the Swiss government or whatever, but there's no an official Spanish application, right? Like people are able to use in the same way that they do with the Irish one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which to me, like it's, I probably, I, I, I imagine that this is because the, um, the uh, healthcare is transferred to uh, the regions in Spain, right? Like there's yeah, uh, yeah. in it's Spain, different. there's di- different regions uh, that work, like they have like a lot of power. They're similar to yeah. states in the United States, right? Yeah. And they have um, the the all the um, all the power in terms of healthcare, right? Like they're yeah. they're the ones that care uh, healthcare. So I imagine that you know creating because there's 17 regions, right? So creating 17 applications, it's going to be like a lot of things to do. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it seems like this Swiss thing is working for us. So let's just stick uh, with something simple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, like I think it there should be one, right? Like one that the Ministry of Health will of Health Healthcare uh, will be able to say, okay, look. 
download this. If you're a bar, if you're a restaurant, you yeah. can use this one, which is the official one, and check it and be sure that it's not, uh, I don't know, like uh, it doesn't have a spyware or it doesn't have something like that, right? Everything has spyware, Hami. Have we not learned anything from our conversations? Yeah. Everything is spying on us. Exactly. So we'll to try to reduce that to say, okay, why my own government will like to spy on me? Like, you know. At least to give that kind of uh, yeah. um, vibe, but um, yeah. So the process here is is relatively straightforward because the only thing they have to do is to point with an application in the phone mm. uh, to um, uh, a QR code, right? Like this yeah. sort of barcode that you have uh, in two dimensions, and it will st- say your name and that you're vaccinated, and that's it. Yeah. And uh, with that, they can check with an ID that. You're the person that the certificate says. And if you go outdoors, right? Like if you go to a restaurant that has an area outside, yeah. that has become very common in Dublin and very common in Ireland that they they used to, they have uh, what they call the beer gardens, right? Like places yeah, that yeah, in, yeah. The, in the pubs that the, you can eat a beer, um, drink a beer outside or in restaurants that they put some some area outside. In Capel Street, which is a, um, a street uh, very centric in, in Dublin, they just replace a lot of car parks with... Um, Basically and outdoors. Uh, look, let's be honest with you. There wasn't many car park spaces in any event in Dublin City. Yeah, in any way, anyway. So, yeah, yeah like, and I, I hope that that remains, right? Like, rem- it reminds me of the outdoors areas in, in Spain to, to yeah. uh, for the restaurants and everything. Um, so, if, if you're out outdoors, there's no need to, to show your certificate or whatever. Um, and if you're indoors, you have to. You have to, um, yeah. Yeah, like the, the thing in Spain is that I think that people, uh, compared with Ireland, like here in Ireland, the restrictions to wear face masks outdoors has always been like lower. Yeah. So in Spain for a while, they were mandating everyone to wear a face mask everywhere in the in outdoors. Okay. Um, so, you know, like here, if you go to the park, there, there's no need for you to wear a, a face mask, right? Yeah. Like, the, like it doesn't really make much sense. You're far away from everyone. To get and it's fresh air, you'd hope. Yeah, you know? I, go, I go for a walk every day, right? Like, uh, and I don't wear a face mask. I, I was doing that for a while, right? But right now, I'm do, I'm not doing that. Because you're vaccinated people... as well, anyway. So yes, it gives you... yes. But also, you know, like I I cross with people that you know, it's very strange that I get closer than one meter anyway, mm. or two meters even, and it's for a few seconds, right? When we pass each other, right? So yeah, it's, so it's not it's, the contact. Yeah. If it, it, for want of a better word, isn't going to is, isn't as long yeah. anyways. So it's, it's not like further. being in indoors with people and you know not having the a good um, um, circulation of air and everything, right? Yeah. Uh, well, in Spain, that was mandatory for a while. Mm. And so I think that people, you know, seeing how my father behave and how they, we also see a, a couple of friends that they were coming also as well to visit Ireland. Uh, I think they are more used to to just immediately after they go to, to, the, to the door, they put their face mask, right? And they yeah. are keeping that over time and everything. So, so there's a little bit uh, of a difference in culturally <laughs> that, yeah. um, which we'll see, right? Like it's, it's I don't yeah. know if for a long time we will still having a face mask when we go to the supermarket, for example, which is something absolutely common, right? Like uh, everyone yeah, is doing that. I know um, I, and when I went back into, I had to go to the office and it was strange in the sense that you can take off the mask when you're sitting at your desk and I appreciate that. But then it's like I was walking, if I had to go to the bathroom, I was like, wait, I got out of my desk, I had to go back to pick it up because you don't want to be the one that looks like yeah. your anti-establishment. Uh, but it's not that I was. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm in the office. But every few seconds, every time we went up, if someone came over to talk to you, you had to make sure there's two meters. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, I actually 
don't enjoy this at all. Like yeah. I, I prefer to just sit at home behind the desk because <laughs> it's this whole like I'm always second guessing myself around people that you you work with, but yeah. you, you don't you know like if I if you were intimidated by not me not wearing a mask I would know that so then yeah. I'd be conscious but I don't know what how uh, comfortable other people have or what their personal circumstances they've or, or something ones. very very weird which is like if you're in a restaurant you can eat without your mask obviously you yeah. sit on the on the on the table and you don't have your mask but if you yeah. go to the toilet you should you should have it right yeah which is very strange like you walk up uh, you know you stand up and then you go to the place and then you know because it happened to me like i forgot to put my face back and someone said told me like look your face mask you're forgetting that and oh yeah sorry I, I put my face mask and went to the toilet and you know it's very strange because basically you're in the same situation right yeah uh, than than uh, but the, that's the thing because your brain and you're kind of like okay you're used to it but you're not used to it because we've been so stuck in the home like even in my own uh, perspective i'm kind of like my natural introvertness has mm-hmm. come out like i just like like i know we're talking but we're talking virtually so i'm like that's fine do you know what i mean but it's like yeah. i have to psych myself up to meet people and i know we have more opportunities to uh, to meet and i was just thinking uh, uh that my goodness i'm nearly like 16 17 months we both moved and started new jobs you started i started before you yeah but it was around the same time yeah. I, I started the new job on may uh, 2020 and I think it's all these news that are coming up, right, Hami? That's saying, you know, the work from home, remote working, what's mm-hmm. the situation going to be like? Um, and I just dawned on me, I was like, I can't believe I started a job. It was the first week uh, in March. I was only there for one solid week. And we're yeah. all doing the induction uh, in, in, you know, the orientation and all of that. And I remember sitting mm-hmm. down and we're all just laughing, saying, oh, this is like, you know, all of a sudden the, the government in the middle of our orientation made a announcement everybody should go home from today onwards lockdown happens take your kids all these things right yeah and it was like okay and i said the first thing i said because i was in the city center is like okay go shopping get food <laughs> i was like get the nice food before paper, even. <laughs> no toilet paper is like the food butlers go to the evoker you know because you don't know where uh, when they'll open up again and all of that so i just went there uh, and did that but it was kind of like and now it's like 16, 17 months further down the line. I'm like, this is how much of our lives has passed by. And yeah. I don't know why I'm feeling more reflective, Hammy. Is it because of all these news and the talk about, oh, come back into the office and all of these things? And I'm kind of like, I can't believe like a huge chunk of all of our lives just went like that. Yeah. And, and we are still... A little bit mentally in March of 2020, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I, like- I, I am at least because it's all uh, very provisional in a way, yeah. right? Like we, we never know exactly. Like oh yeah, every every month there's something new changing slightly. And what it's also made me is like, because uh, all these news are coming up and, you know, Goldman Sachs are giving people a lunch, breakfast, dinner to entice mm-hmm. them to come back into the house and all these things. And that's kind of like, 
my goodness, you know, who would have thought that we'd be working remotely? And I know remote working is not a new concept, but to the point that, you know, things are progressing. People have moved on with their lives, but I've also become realized I can see why in these dramas or action movies about, you know, post-apocalyptic, because this is a mini pandemic. It's uh, as in post, uh, when I say mini, I mean, in the sense that, you know, like our lives that we have known, to mm-hmm. see families traveling, all of that has altered. And yeah. you can see that even I've noticed my mind frame change, which is strange. Mm-hmm. And that's only over like nearly a two-year period, Hemi. Yeah, well, it's going to affect us, right? Like yeah. the thing is that it's very difficult to know exactly how. Um, I've, I found out some people, you know, talking to some people and, and everything. There's a lot of people that are... Mm. Um, a little bit more scared in general about yeah. everything, right? And they, they have affected them or, or, you know, not necessarily to the point of depression or things like that, but, you know, like just sadder or... Um, I was, I had, I'll tell you, I'd like, uh, I had a friend, um, uh, we were uh, like, we're really good friends in college and all of this. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and um, we were just messaging after some time just to see how uh, we are. And I said, how mm-hmm. are you? And he said, he's fine, but uh, that he and his wife do not leave the apartment. Yeah. Um, his wife has some post-traumatic um, um, disorder that she's kind of you know, anxious and nervous mm-hmm. uh, from things that happened in her past. But he said he doesn't leave the house anytime food is ordered they have to disinfect it and the only time he left uh, his house as of recent was to get the vaccine Mm -hmm. but that uh, you know to protect her and his own self so I was like that must be very hard living in an apartment not leaving for months if not a year uh, uh, or the majority of time of uh, this COVID-19 ordering food or in grocery shopping everything is virtual like they disconnected themselves from the physical world entirely Highly. And yeah. I was just thinking that was going to cause much more difficult because even I'm finding myself, you know, when someone says, let's meet up, I'm like, okay, give me advance notice so I can psychologically get myself ready for yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, if they've done it a lot longer and a lot stricter, because I go out for food, like food's always a reason that I pick up something, go to mm-hmm. the bank, run errands. That's engaging with people. They do nothing like that. Yeah. Like they, yeah. do you know what I mean? I yeah, joked with him. I said he'd survive an apocalypse because they can stick. <laughs> Do you know what no, I mean? It's, but- it's true that, you know, it, it can have uh, some effect on that. Like, I don't think that I've been like that, right? Uh, yeah. Because I, I haven't noticed myself weird around people, right? Or, or you know, my father came here and we were just normal. Or, yeah. you know, with these friends. For example, for these friends, I, I noticed that they were doing, a, they were a little bit more distant, Right. Because uh, what they're in, trying is—is is it because they hadn't seen you in a while and they didn't know how you've? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, like it's—it's uh, it's not nothing, you know, major or whatever. But you know, yeah. they were more cautious about uh, distance and 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 things like that. And uh, you know, it has to be like you know, I'm I'm very happy that in my case I wasn't alone, right? Like I was I was with my wife and everything because yeah. that's something that it could be very, very hard, right? Like being for mm. months alone and sure, I can call someone, I can talk to my father, I can yeah, talk to my mother. But it makes a difference. I, that's yeah. the truth. Like I miss my parents. I haven't seen them. It's the first time in my whole life that I haven't seen them and it's nearly coming to a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's hard. And I'm just kind of thinking, gosh, I shouldn't be thinking this is normal. This isn't normal. Do you know what I no. mean? Like, yeah. And then, but then I put my uh, mind into their uh, mind frames. I was like, 
they're going to really struggle because if I'm struggling like this, well, maybe they will, they, uh, they get on well, but if you're not even leaving to pick up coffee or just something like, this is how I used to get out of the house and so, but yeah, everybody has their own. Some, some of your routines, right? Like, uh, yeah. uh I was I was thinking they don't uh, even go for walks because they don't yeah, need those. Yeah, like I, I'm, I I have because I started uh, at the start of the year I started walking every day every single yeah. day right I walk for around uh, forty five minutes an hour, um because I used to walk very very much right like I used yeah. to walk walking to the to the um, office and that was like an hour ago and an hour back yeah. and uh, right now I'm, I'm walking to do a little bit of exercise and everything and I, I walk a little bit fast as fast as I can uh, etc and it really helped me a lot because um, you know I, I was really I did I wasn't doing that a lot at all so yeah, yeah. most of my days I wasn't getting out of the of the house and just moving you know a little bit and the only people that I was uh, seeing was the, when they were bringing something from from the post or something right <laughs> and uh, sure i have you know i talk to people i chat with people and on the yeah. phone or or anything but uh, i was i was also trying to very actively engage with other people right like yeah. to to catch up with friends and and trying to ask people how they were doing and things like that very actively actually yeah um trying to get a little bit of that going on but you know Perhaps not other people, not everyone has been doing that. I've right? been guilty so. of myself, you know, of that, as we know, between us. But the thing is, and I also was kind of thinking that, you know, I don't know, this is why maybe I'm in a f- reflective mood. It's just the past two weeks I've been looking at the news and I'm kind of like, it's not great things that are come out, coming out of the news. It's not very much optimistic. There's a lot of uncertainty. No. And I don't blame governments per se because this has never happened before. You know, there's no precedent set. And and I, like, and I think governments in general are also affected by that, by pessimism, right? Uh, which, I mean, it's understandable uh, from the point of view that um, we had a big scare last year with the with January, right? Like yeah. in 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 Ireland's case, the worst uh, wave was the one in January uh, after between, Christmas. Yeah. After Christmas, you know, twenty twenty one. Because there was like a very big, massive spike in cases and and deaths, and hospital admissions, and hospital admissions, and everything. And right before that, it was a little bit like, oh, let's save Christmas, kind of thing, right? Like there was yeah. a lot of open things and everything. And I think that right now, and to other, you know, in in other countries could be at different times, but because it it seems a little bit uh, as well in Spain. So even if people are very much vaccinated, there's a lot of um, news and, and comments and everything saying like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. Is there going yeah. to be? Is there going to be a lockdown? Is there going to be yeah. another one? And blah 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 because the new Delta variant, the Lambda variant, or you know, Epsilon variant or whatever. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, now that you said that, I've been thinking about this too. It's I've become less trusting of the media. Yeah. Okay, I say that with a comment, and the caveat is. It's not the Trump style campaign. It's all <laughs> lies. But I my brain has been trained to say, okay, this is a right wing, this is a left wing, this is conservative, liberal, all of that. And I realize it's all about a marketing advertisement. So it's our responsibility to read different outlets to get some sort of insight. Yeah. Uh, and make our own truth, which is Different to what we've been growing up, like you look at the news, that's supposed to be for accuracy. I don't think the more I'm watching the news, it's more about how do we scare people so they yeah. come back listening to us? How do we uh, let people know that the others are wrong and we're mm-hmm. right? And it's like, 
there's less facts or is that just me no like, I, I think i think it's a general trend and i think that w- one thing that it has been painfully obvious or during the whole um, pandemic right like since yeah. uh, march last year is the fact that uh, journalism wasn't ready for this um i probably you know yeah like no one was ready, right? Like starting for that, like yeah, no one like, was no, ready but- for this. But but I think that in the last, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, they just but got I- more and more tips uh, um, that, you know, they, they, they have more and more ticks, sorry, in, in the way that they are less about information, independent information, it's, it's trying to, to search click. for facts. Is more clickbait. Is more opinion. Is more uh, being and opinionated. Is more ideological thing, right? Like, yeah. and and the problem is that for and this kind those, of thing, do you know, Hamis. Sorry to interrupt you. I yeah. love them. I love reading the opinion pieces. You know, you yeah. have politics, and you have someone who is, you know, an expert or has studied this area, and they're giving their opinion. But that's the opinion piece. I don't want my piece of news. And yeah. I'm just reading to know, okay, uh, today Hammy went to the shop, he went this, 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 that's just facts, done. Yeah. If I wanted to read someone's commenting about you, your their opinion about your life today, that would be an opinion piece. At least I would know automatically this yeah. is some guy interpreting. And I love those pieces, but I find it's more opinions as opposed to... Yeah, and, and in particular, it's not trying to describe... So to me, journalism should be about describing the world, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's about explaining the world, if you if you want. Yeah. And the problem is right now it's more about prescri- prescribing the world, right? Like yeah. I have yeah. a worldview that is a particular one, which is perfectly fine. I have mine, yeah. you have yours. You know, everyone has an, uh, a worldview. Yeah. I sure but we it's have differing way- opinions on a lot of the yeah, topic and, and, and that's a, but- specifically fine. But it's looking at the world with with certain tinted glasses, and in particular embracing that, right? Which yeah. I think is not. Or it should not be the, the objective of journalism, right? Like you you ask for sure that's impossible. It's impossible to, to remove all bias, it's impossible to to really look in a completely objective uh, way the the world, but at least it should be an aspiration, right? Like, okay, this is my newspaper, we are trying to set the facts correct. And then we will show our opinion about the facts, but there will be yeah. a good uh, investigation to try to set the facts correctly. I agree. Right now, there's so much information, right? And I think it, it's probably bl- a little bit of, to blame on, on, you know, new communications, internet. I'll uh, be honest so with you, I also think of some of the newspapers, and new, they're trying to be like Netflix. As in, you know, we, yeah. well, the one thing that I've kind of got off Netflix is their documentaries, right? Mm-hmm. It could be about a murder case and they spend 10 episodes just telling you. And it's like, I don't have time. Okay, yes, I do have time <laughs> now in a lockdown. But my gosh, do you alien, you get to the point faster. And I think that's yeah. the same with the news outlets. They have the facts, but they kind of want to jazz it up a bit. So they kind yeah, of Yeah, and, and you have, and, and also another thing that happens to us, right? Like, uh, there's so many information out there that is very difficult to really get the correct one, right? Like we have all, you know, confirmation bias, for yeah. example, you're going to get more things that um, uh, sort of give you reason, right? Like you, you're correct about things yeah. and you're, it's going to be way more easier to for you to, to pick those things up. And uh, I think that happens as well a little bit on journalism. And, yeah. and what happens is that, you know, instead of being on the lead on, Okay, explaining what 
is going on, right? What are the important facts about the pandemic? What are the different waves? What are the different, the, yeah. the proper um, restrictions? What restrictions are working? What restrictions are not working? Explaining all that thing correctly, even explaining, right? Like we, we what we were saying before, like it's changing all the time about what are the things that we should uh, wear or not wear or how do we should we behave or whatever. The, the responsibility of the journalism should have been, okay, clarify them, criticize the one that, you know, perhaps they don't think it work and try to find out, you know, better ways of doing that. Because um, at the moment, my my impression at least is, it's so difficult to know really, like you end up not trusting anyone, right? <laughs> and say like, okay, it's, it's all very bad. So I don't really know what is going on. And if you don't know what is going on, basically you do whatever you feel, you <laughs> well, do, which is not great. Of, but the sense of truth is then further confused in your own brain because your brain has your own viewpoint. Yeah. And I think going back to what I feel like either I'm going too old to Hammy, mm-hmm. uh, I'm feeling reflective, uh, but I realized maybe it's because I'm listening to the news more yeah. because I'm forced to be listening to see what's happening in the world to connect. Yes. People can co- connect on social media, but I've been listening a lot more to the news as I did when I was growing up, my father would spend, you know, at least an hour mm-hmm. a day looking at news and we'd all be at home listening. You know, we, we had an interesting life, guys, not just saying that <laughs> we sat around listening to news. <laughs> all right. But we were raised in a household that you had to be informed uh, and educated. And, you know, there's always been these outlets that have been there to sensationalize. I'm not going to name anything, but look, everybody knows about Fox News. Their job has always been a media outlet. If you actually look at yeah. their definition when they're being sued, they describe themselves as a and, media and outlet. They, yeah, not not only Fox News, obviously, but the, the, oh no, there's the tendency, Yeah, there's yeah. exactly there's there's everywhere, and there's a tendency as well to create more than really doing something like dry or anything to try to do entertaining uh, entertainment uh, on yeah. on news, uh, which. Yeah, in the, from the point of view of entertainment, that's great. But from the point of view of, you know, actually understanding. And the problem is that all those things really trigger our yeah. fears and our anxieties and everything, right? So at the end, what is the best way of keeping people looking at the screen or, or checking? Scare them uh, so they want to come back. Scare in. them, right? Like creating anxieties and everything. It's like- so. On it's one like end, all these foreigners coming to steal our jobs, as opposed to saying, "Okay, there's been an increase in foreigners, but these are the reasons or statistics." Yeah. You they they use the one line facts. Yes, there's been an uptake in number of foreigners coming. And, in. and recently, for example, I've been checking. You know, in in the, obviously, I, not not everywhere, but you know, some newspapers that is like they are just making things to, for you to click, right? Like clickbait, but yeah. in sort of like a, the, the worst possible way because it's not anymore like, oh, 10 reasons for blah, the seventh will shock you out, right? It's more like I don't, I, I consciously tell things wrong so you have to click to know what is going on, right? In yeah, the news. Yeah, I yeah. think recently there was like, oh, there has been this problem, whatever. And you click and it wasn't a different country, things like that, right? Like, and, and you say like, okay, yeah, like that could be interesting, but why do, are you not telling me this in a different country? Because that obviously um, makes it different, right? Like imagine that you have a, a newspaper saying like, oh, massive fires or whatever. And then when you click on that, it's like, okay, yeah, in Turkey, right? Like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the same news, right? Like it's also important, but it's not the same. And uh, yes, so so each 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 time is more and more more difficult, really, like uh, to get actually again an idea of what is going on in the world, right? And and to try to get something that is 
you're informed, you know what is going on reasonably, right? Obviously, it's impossible to know everything that goes out in the world for, for things, yeah. but in a way that is that is important. And I think that right now with the pandemics and with the information they have to give on uh, COVID and what is the current situation or mm. whatever, it, it's very difficult. And, and I think that the current uh, media in general is so ill-prepared for this that is you know, it's even painful, right, to and say. I, I, I don't I don't think I necessarily agree with you, Hammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to use my common statement uh, as you'd use as a barrister. I respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the false, you know, legalese terms. And instead of you're wrong, Hammy, um, uh, as you casually do, I just, I think it's because media has changed. Media knows that for uh, the print paper is, is struggling, but now some people like uh, do the classical, you know, your physical newspapers, like mm-hmm. my father, um, my uncle, my grandfather, you know, it reminds me they're always, you know, whenever I visit them, a physical paper is there. So there's the generation yeah. of people who kind of get influence from their parents and family members. But I also think that the media is uh, now more for the more clicks you have, we can sell you advertisements. Yeah. They, it, it, going back to some of the conversations we have, everything is technology. Mm-hmm. Every time you click on our website, we can build a piece of uh, profile on the types of people we have and then sell it on uh, onwards for, for profiling um, and make money out of it. So it's less about, you know, the pride that you'd go in. I don't know. Maybe, look, I'm not saying I'm an expert. This is what I have observed. And, you know, you may well be uh, right and I may be wrong, but I'm just finding that whether liberal or otherwise conservative, and I'm not picking on the conservatives anymore. Yes, they can be extreme. They drive me actually. The liberal try to pretend that they Mm -hmm. provide media Uh and facts, whereas the conservatives like, we don't give a damn, but we'll tell you all our (laughs) viewpoints, which is facts all of a sudden, you know? Uh, Like, you know, there's so many things you can talk about, particularly from the States. They're very bad at it. Um, And then they're pointing fingers at other outlets. But I'm like, you guys are all doing the same. Yeah, you know, um, and that's why my father always used to say, "Look at a number of things, and it's anytime there's an argument, look at both sides to mm-hmm. get your own opinion." Because, as you say, the confirmation bias. You and I may have be in a fight or see the same thing, but I may have a certain viewpoint of it simply because it could be a self-preservation effort, or I am passionate about a particular topic more than you, so I'm yeah. obviously going to come across as, uh, you know. Um, more um, enthusiastic about making sure you understand my point because if I can convince you, mm-hmm. cl- then clearly I can convince others. Yeah, like uh, people are very difficult to convince, right? And and right now the discussions are not anymore about trying to find a common ground or anything. No, like who, that, no, right? it's not. It's if, if even see our news, you're wrong, you're wrong. Oh, the vaccine is all a joke, as opposed to saying, okay. Maybe there is political agenda. Maybe there's all the, the conspiracy theories. As much as we like to say they're crazy, sometimes they're right. Yeah, and but and you, they they feel with a with a very natural thing, which is people are scared, right? Yeah. And people are scared sometimes from vaccines because you know for all kind of reasons. Perhaps they they think, oh, what are they going to inject me? Because I don't understand how this works, and uh, you know I have legitimate fears. Yeah. Just because you have a legitimate fear 
doesn't necessarily mean that the result of that is is the correct one, right? Like I could be I could be scared of spiders, and perhaps I don't live in a place where spiders are going to do me anything. But I I am still scared of spiders, right? Uh, the thing is that th- this kind of the solution is not telling me, oh, actually, spider, you're right, the spiders are really awful and everything. Because yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to reject even more the spiders, right? Yeah. Um, instead of trying to make okay, yeah. You're not in Australia, right? So the spiders here in Ireland are not going to kill you, blah, yeah. blah, blah. There's nothing, blah, blah, blah. And, and um, yeah, it's it's a very difficult situation, but but I think that right now it's it, it's sort of like we are ill-equipped for, for this. Like, uh, oh, for I, sure. I and I'm is... just thinking if it was serious, okay, this was serious. I'm not uh, undermining. I haven't, uh, after all this week's talking about COVID now, against COVID, I'm saying, but what if it was something that you would die, like would you see in these post-apocalyptic uh, movies where instead of just a, a one, two percent of the population dying? No, but but I think die. that the, I think that the, the current situation is, is serious enough for, for that, right? Like we yeah. have a lot but of people. But it's enough to emis- but, dem- but we have problems with people that doesn't want to vaccine, right? Right yeah. now. Uh that's that's going to create problems because it's future. not going yeah. to stop it's not going to stop the, the spreading of the disease. Um yeah. uh, fast enough or it's yeah. not going to to get people so there's going to be people that are going to have serious illness um there's also the possibility that because there's not enough well there's the problem with vaccines in the whole world right because here in europe in the united states in in, in rich countries in general we have enough vaccines it seems to to uh, vaccinate everyone but that's not the case in the third world countries and, and everything right so we have to be sure that we produce enough vaccines for everyone in the, around the world, right? To get yeah. everyone as ready as possible and has a lot of different problems and things and 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 everything. Um, I mean, and, and then after that, we also have like the problem of anxiety, mental health in general. And because I think there's going to be a lot of people where people are not going just to open the door and go out and be exactly as they were before, right? Mm-hmm. Like they yeah, yeah. they've gone through a... There will be some people that probably they will, but there's going to be a lot of people that they will be more fearful. There perhaps they will they will get get a little bit scared of uh, big concentrations of people. They will be perhaps scared of uh, medicine in general, right? Like they don't trust the uh, people, yeah. or you know they they have all sorts of resentments for having to be uh, vaccinated or for having to be to be presenting a, a code on when going to the pub or whatever, right? So there's a lot of things that. We will need to sort of manage, right, like the the aftermath of all this, which, of course, you know, it's not like, oh, one day mm. uh, we are going to declare this is over, right? Like, it's not but going then, to be working like that. Okay, now now you say that, and then I'm just thinking about, okay, World War One and World War Two, bang, the world war is over. And it was like, the war is over, the war is over. And then it's like, okay, back to normal. I know there's a lot of people had bad uh, post-traumatic stress and all these things, yeah. but... The world went on and there was huge progress in the 50s and 60s in yeah. development and stuff at the same time after the brutal wars that took place. But yeah. it was kind of like the resilience of mankind. And it's like, okay, this is different, but are we as strong as what the people were uh, back in the day? I don't know, Hamid. I, well, I, I don't know if I'm explaining myself. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand you. Like, there's, I think there's, and at the moment, I, I, I feel like a, generational pessimism probably uh, yeah. around right like uh, 
Obviously, I'm a little bit older than you, and and I remember that it wasn't like that when I was. I'm a only kid, twenty. Right? Yeah, I'm, right? just to clarify. <laughs> just to clarify, and um, so I think that we are growing more and more pessimistic in general, which I I I don't like. I think. I'm very, I feel every year I feel like I become more pessimist, yeah. but I do it with a smile. So people think I'm optimist, <laughs> but I'm like, when you actually listen to what I'm saying, yeah. it's all you're, you're just the, uh, dead inside, right? Like, yeah, like, but, um, yeah, like, uh, but I, but I think it's, it's true that the, the society as a, as a whole, right? Like generationally, right? Like a lot of people gets very, very pessimistic. Yeah. Uh, and the problem with pessimism is that even if it's, um, if it's real, right? Like they have good reasons for being pessimistic is normally not a good way of approaching things oh, because, sure. because it, it sort of removes the joy from everything. Right. And, and the, the problem with that is that you lose interest, you lose uh, ways of doing things, right? Like, and for sure, there are a lot of things that I think are going wrong in the world and that uh, we can be pessimistic or whatever, but it's, it's a bit more than that is, is, you know, like people don't necessarily are, um, pushing forward right and and trying to live their lives in the in the best possible way and trying to be happy right like because even yeah. in the worst of situations people can be happy and i think right now we are sort of losing that kind of joy and uh, that scares me a little bit because i think there's there's going to be a, a generation especially you know young people like 20 mm-hmm. like you uh, that are going to start getting into their, their adult life and everything and they're going to have like a very very pessimistic view of the world and even yeah. if they are right, the <laughs> way of saying that, I think it's going to be a problem for them. But for the the future, and but then why? I don't know if I'm explaining myself. It makes sense in my head, right? Uh-huh. This is why it's a podcast about our viewpoint. But yeah. I think back, and I'm like, but the people had brutal suffering in World War One and World War Two, yeah. right? But. I don't know how what I'm saying is like they seem to be more equipped, but we have more technology resources. Probably we wouldn't see that. Like I, I will compare that. Um, so my my grandparents, uh, they lived through the uh, Spanish Civil War, right? Yeah. And they were kids, right? Um, they they were joyful people. They were happy. Uh, they live happy lives. Um, but they had some things that always remains with them from the war, right? Yeah. So they had awful experiences during the war, right? Like the, the, my grandparent, my grandfather in particular. So my grandmother, for example, developed a claustrophobia just because she was um, hidden uh, in a place for, I think, three days uh, with no light uh, and, and everything just, you know, hidden in a, basically a box in a, in a basement, yeah. uh, hiding away. And my grandfather, uh, he uh, developed, um, so he, he, had like he was super super hungry on on um during the war because he was in madrid for three years madrid yeah. was like a front line for for a while and um they basically had no food right so he was like super hungry uh for the whole three years mm. and he developed a, a thing that it was like you know every single time that he had food uh, it was time to eat. He will eat absolutely everything. He yeah. doesn't matter if he like, was. Didn't want to waste. Com- yeah, yeah. If he was full or whatever, like he had to eat everything that was yeah. in the plate. Um, and those were, you know, they're probably a little bit not not paralyzing or anything like that, right? Like my grandmother will sleep with the door open, and he didn't like uh, certain things, right? Where he she could feel a little bit. Uh, Enclosed, yeah, yeah. but uh, it was not paralyzing. You know, she can was I ask? Did she ever fly? Did she? Yeah, yeah. 
how was her claustrophobia? I think, I think her problem was more uh, sleeping in places that were closed. Yeah. I think that was sort of how it manifested, right? If she was in a very, very small space, uh, yeah. she will, wouldn't feel comfortable and she didn't want to be in a, for example, in a, in a lift with many people. If it was uh, you and her, it will be fine. But if it was, you know, 10 people inside that lift, she will feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was more about being um, sleeping in an area where she felt that it was uh, uh, closed, right? Or very mm-hmm. small spaces. Um, now, it was yeah. not paralyzing, right? It was not like a big problem in, you know, considering it was not um, PSTD or something like that. Yeah. But it was a limitation, right? And it was something that she experienced when she was like five or six years old. And the direct correlation to that, yeah. uh, uh, to, the, you know. to that time, right? And, and yeah. you know, they will remember the times of the war and they will tell, tell stories about all that and everything. And it was a traumatic experience, right? Sure, they kept going and they, you know, they married and they have yeah, their and kids think- and they live and everything, but, um, and they were very happy people, right? Like they, they were very joyful and, and everything. But it's just that, you know, it's, it's, it's also not... Um, Oh yeah, they went through that and they will recover perfectly and everything. And I think maybe scarce. look, we're, I know we're still going through it, but I think about myself as like, hmm, I'm like talking about first world problems. Do I need to go back in the office? Do I have to <laughs> talk to people? I'm like, what is wrong with me? That's that is, why I think maybe I'm thinking because I'm putting my own self and I'm like, wait, how yeah, would I survive? But, uh, first, first world problems are also problems, right? Like, yeah, yeah, there yeah, are problems yeah. for you, right? Like sometimes it's a little bit. Um, uh, patronizing to say, oh yeah, those are first world problems. Therefore, I shouldn't care about that. Like those yeah. are your problems, right? I think that 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 leads to just more guilt. You're right about that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then yeah. I have to constantly people are dying out there. There's people with no food, and I'm just worried about these simple things that you know. But it's because we all have our own anxieties that kind yeah. of has, yeah. I think, or fears that have developed. Like nobody can say they've had. A, I mean, some people. We have a friend who loves <laughs> lockdown. He's just like no effect. He's like he's chilling, you know. And I was like, "How are you like that?" And he goes, "Because he has low expectations, right?" <laughs> so I think there's probably the odd few people that haven't affected, but you have billionaires, millionaires also being affected because they're used to jet traveling, going everywhere. And now they can't, yeah. you know. Yeah, or and, and and they they have their own, or you know, people even you know, we are pretty much like uh, we have uh, first world problems. They yeah, have, have champagne. You know, I, I and problems, I have, uh, you know, from my point of view, to work remotely is great. I have a space. I have, uh, you know, a work that allows me to work remotely. I am productive working remotely, and, and everything. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, I have no problem on that, right? But that doesn't mean that I'm in a normal situation, right? Or like, you're ha- you're having the best time of your life, you know? Yeah, you- but but I'm not. I, I mean, I I have still seen, you know, like there's problems outside. I have limitations on where I can go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that I can do whatever I want and I decide to be working remotely. It's like I'm forced to work remotely. I don't see anyone else, right? Yeah. I uh, I only get uh i get no interaction with anyone other than my wife's right yeah and i'm i'm forcing myself to go every day for walk because that's the only time that i will go out of the house right yeah yeah. i wasn't doing that for a long time right like i'm doing that right now but for a long time it was like okay every day is the same weekends Mm -hmm. and uh, work days are very very similar because i have the space that i have and it's not uh, like i'm having any kind of a scenery or 
or anything. And for example, traveling, right, like this this last week, it has been the first time that I travel, even if it has been in, in Ireland. By the but way, I, I hated the word. I mean, I don't hate the word staycation, but it's a word that initially was meaning um, staying at home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, while you were on holiday. And now it means like, oh, yeah, but you travel through Ireland, remember, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah, keep yeah, the economy yeah. working, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, Hami, I found uh, I've gone back into my teenage face. Okay, I'm going to be describing myself as an uncool teenager, but look, I was mm-hmm. cool, right? You're and only I- like uh, three years <laughs> away from being yeah. a teenager, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, if only <laughs> I, I did my leaving cert during COVID-19. Predictive yeah. grades, A, 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 A. I'd be like, oh, look at me. I'm a genius, you know, but I'm not discrediting those that uh, got the A's during that. But um, what I'm trying to say to you is, is that I, I've got back into reading after so long. I've started yeah. reading again. And do you know what I'm reading? I'm reading classic books that okay. I loved as a, ch- as a child, like, you know, The Arabian Nights, mm-hmm. you know, Far From the Madding Crowd, like all English classics that you probably studied um, and kind of, you know, historical books and, uh, and stories and, and myths uh, that have been shared around the world. And even Le Petit Prince, I've read mm-hmm. it many times. I've got that kind of hardback classic. Um, and then I realized, wait a minute, I've just spent over hundreds over the summer on books alone mm-hmm. uh, that I've already read or had or have some shape just because they look pretty because they had that classic, <laughs> you know, penguin classics and all of these things. They look yeah. lovely now when you come over and see them. And I was like, I started reading them. I've started, um, I read a lot as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm studying and working. Um Really, I'm becoming an uncool person by talking like this, <laughs> watching sports, sitting on, uh, sitting on the couch and playing Xbox again. Like my yeah. mom's laughing. She's like, my goodness, you're back to when you, you are at home. Like I would be staying up until 2, 3 a.m. and people be like, oh, she's t- chatting to people. No, I was literally reading books at nighttime. And mm-hmm. my mom would make sure that because I was always struggling to get up for school and being late in the morning. So I yeah. never cared. I still things that, that I still struggle with mornings ask me to work until 2, 3 a.m. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. It's not great. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me to get up at seven and come to work, it's like, oh, no, mental <laughs> psych for a week to psych myself up. But I've become back to my comfort zone of being and I'm an adult, but I've gone back to being a teenager. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, in my like head. I, I don't know. Like I th- I th- everything sounds sounds great, right? Like it will be. I can imagine worse things than than that. Right? <laughs> for yeah. for me, the problem has been that this this time and especially this year, um, I'm I'm super busy, right? I'm super busy with work. I'm super busy with other uh, activities. I started also exercising and everything that takes uh, a long time, <laughs> a lot of time. Do you know? And we were talking about this just the other day, and I was like, Hammy. I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel like I'm m- more stressed because of the amount of work I have to do. When in fact, that I am getting more sleep than I probably ever did because you know yeah. there's no commute. Well, there's yeah, but I mean, like there's also the expectations, right? Like in in that, like um, and also working remotely has an effect, which uh, I I think um, you know I've seen that many times, which is when you work remotely, you tend to work more, right? Because there's less natural pauses on on on. Or your own, if right? you're just boring like you and I, we tend to work more because <laughs> I don't know why. I've I've started that certificate I was telling you uh, in Harvard, and I was like, oh, it's going to be a certificate, so less yeah. time consuming. I'm working until two, three a.m. Sometimes just trying to catch up on the work and the modules and the yeah. studying, um, and it's like I'm just like to myself, 
what an idiot. Like I'm doing it, I'm learning <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, am I kind of not well in the head that I am in love with this punishment? Like the lecturing has stopped because it's summer, Hammy, right? And yeah. what do I do instead of sitting back casually playing more Xbox, watching more movies? Yeah. I say I'm going to take a course thinking it's a yeah. certificate. And then they're like, you have to attend live sessions. And, I was like, what? And in, in work, you know, specifically on work, like obviously, you know, we have extra activities and you perhaps have your courses and, and, and other stuff. But also, you know, just purely by work. Um, the problem is that, you know, you take only the minimum amount of breaks, right? Like when you're working in an office, uh, it's very common that someone, someone talks to you and then you have a small break, you go for a coffee. Uh, one day a week, you go for a long break, uh, right? At lunch and you lunch outside and it, instead of taking you half an hour, it takes you like two hours, but it's fine because it's Friday and you do that with your friends every every uh, week and everything. So I think that in general, you have like less mental breaks uh, where you are, in, you know, you're more like working, working, working. Um, and that after a long time, right? It could be quite tiring. Like it's it's more in my experience, at least the the working remotely is uh, you do that with a different approach. Like it's it's a little bit better. Like you enjoy it more because you know no commute. You you are able to do a lot of stuff. Normally you get more um, less interruptions, which is also good because you know interruptions really suck. Um, but after a long time, it's like, yeah, you have been working really tirelessly for a long, long time, right? And you have like a lot of meetings. Meetings remotely are like super, oh. um, um, and like really tiring, for, right? But had me preparing for meetings. Like I had to cancel a few meetings today because I was mm. like, okay, one meeting is more important than the other because some of them are more stand-off the shelf ones. That was like if yeah. I'm leading and contributing. And then I'm just like, oh my gosh what the heck have I done? I've opened a can of worms and all I keep doing, Hemi, is opening cans of worms and now I'm making more work for myself and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I feel like saying to myself, okay, I'm really enjoying the course in Harvard. I find it's fantastically taught all of this, but I'm like, I'm an idiot. I didn't think yeah. it'd be this hard. That's why I did a certificate. If it was a diploma, yeah. you know, they're saying you would fail. And I'm like, okay, imagine failing <laughs> from this. And so I'm spending like, I'd spend the weekends looking at it. And then, uh, uh, you know, on Tuesdays, you have to have the assignments completed. Um, and there's an essay-based one. So you're doing research and adding links. And it's like, okay, right. Uh, this is actually quite time consuming. I thought my brain isn't getting rest. And then I'm playing game, like, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, Call of Duty or the new game. That's it's, I know it's only beta format back for blood, uh, but it's like, you have to concentrate. And my husband keeps saying, well, no wonder you have a headache because you're playing and doing yeah. things that require concentration as opposed to just sitting down doing brain and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've yeah. become disengaged with reality TV shows. I used to like them too. I, that, they were my escape heavy. I'd watch. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been watching really like a lot of TV recently, like series or movies. Or uh, I watch a couple of them uh, here and there. But it's yeah, I, I'm normally not in the the mood for for a lot of that. I need. I have uh, some some series that I need to catch up on them. Um, but it's a lot about finding the space, right? And finding again the routines. Like the, my routine is completely different than it was. Um, well, a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic, and um, I'm actually a little bit worried about what is going to happen afterwards, right? Like, how are we going to reintroduce the, the routine and how it's going to play off? Um, 
once we start doing that in the in the same way that we uh, do did before, right? Because simply going to the office is going to be a couple of hours, just you know, taking some transport or walking or whatever, and um, it's going to change a lot a lot of things that uh, we are doing at the moment. And I agree. And the thing that I find uh, is that. I need to go back into brain dead stuff, but I'm struggling, Hammy. I'm struggling mm-hmm. to find brain dead stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, even think... reading is not, and I'm reading books that I've read. And I'm reading them as an adult, or yeah. you know, and I'm kind of like, oh, this is what it meant. Ah, uh, this is the metaphor that I missed as a child. Like I understood the concepts yeah. and all of that, but it's like, but it's still making my brain think. And I'm like, what? And people are like pick up hobbies, and I'm like, but if I pick up hobby, I have to put more energy again into it. Yeah. Like as you can see, I'm collecting Funko Pop now. All of a sudden, nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a it's a low energy, it's it's high money, low energy kind of activity. Yeah, right? And I just was counting the monies I spent, and I was like, my goodness. Yeah, yeah no, very expensive, but yeah. So the topic is really that I keep saying to myself, "My God, Santa, what an idiot!" <laughs> That's the common <laughs> No, but I think you know? I think yeah, I think I think at the moment, like. I don't know. I feel a little bit like that as well. Like my my main concern at the moment is like I'm super busy with a lot of things, and I'm really, um, you know, not having yeah. like I I feel like the whole day is occupied with something. Like it's it's always yeah. Having something. and we have more time, Hammy. We have more time. Yeah. I know I have more time because I'm not commuting yet. There's I'm still finding myself struggling to find time for exercise, but maybe that's my own psychological way of saying. Oh, well, there's a, there's a little bit like Momo. Uh, did you read that book? <laughs> no. Momo, like it's very good. If you're reading classics, it's a it's a classic for um, a book for kids. And there were some some people that were the gray men uh, that they were basically Is that stealing. The elephant. Momo the elephant. No, it's it's called Momo. It's a it's a book by Michael Lende. Uh, which okay. is a German author, the same one that the Neverending Story. I don't know if you ever read the Neverending no. Story. The Neverending Story is also very, very good. And probably re- reading that because it's very different from the movie. <laughs> the yeah. movie only covers a part of the of the book, but um, it's full of a lot of things that you know, as a kid, probably you didn't understand very well. But then later you will understand. And Momo okay, is is the story is the story of a of a kid that is called Momo and. Uh, there's some guys that appear on the on the village that she lives uh, that they're the gray men that they are basically stealing time from people and they're doing more or less like that like the more they do the more they steal time from them um and it's also you know metaphor about you know living the simple life and blah 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 and because uh, the more you do the more busy you get yeah the the busier you get and everything but um it's a really good book and you know for for yeah, if you're that. really into into those kind of things uh, you know reading like a, uh, again kids add books to the list things. where i keep complaining why am i brain tired like i find myself yeah. exhausted at the end of the day and i'm like struggling like it's like i put on the alarm early like uh, in the morning hammy and it's mm-hmm. like talking to myself yeah. okay and no the first alarm means it's eight o'clock then the next one's like, you know, 8.30. And then it gets, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes. I've been for a long, long time waking up without an alarm clock. And I'm so happy of that. But I, before the pandemic and everything, right? Like one of the big things on, uh, I think of the big perks of working in technology and everything is that normally you don't have like that much of a strict timeline, right? Like you can yeah. start whatever you want. You can end whatever you want. Obviously, there's times that you need to be but in general you know there's a lot of flexibility in those hours and the ability to just wake up whenever i wake up and you know it's it's just great <laughs> but you have you, you your body's gone used to a, a regular time hasn't it 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Normally, I, I wake up, and and recently I've and been weekends waking up. as well. Do you sleep yeah. in on weekends or do you? I, you just... I, it's very similar. Like I wake up because around I'm, seven. Uh, but you sometimes sleep at the same time as me because I'd, I'd, I'd see Hammy is online at like one, two a.m. and we're yeah, texting. And I'm rarely, but yeah, sometimes. Rarely, uh, I come on yeah. now, Hammy. You, I was no, like, oh, I yeah, it's, it's more rarely than you than you. Uh, <laughs> oh well, yeah, like, that's my lifestyle. Yeah. It's bad, but you, you you you're quite regular. I'm like, how does your body let you sleep? With- yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I, I think it's you know once. I got used to waking up a certain time yeah. and it's Are not you always a light the same sleeper? time. Are you a light sleeper? No, like I sleep quite heavily. I'm very light. Like if the yeah. wind opens and I'm like, okay, that, that's, that, that's because what happens is that you're waking up and then falling asleep and waking up. So and I can sleep for, and that's, I think my problem is, and like sometimes when I'm so exhausted, I get a mm-hmm. heavy sleep and then I'm that and the next day I'm refreshed. Yeah. But it's my problem is have being a light sleeper and I hate that, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. yeah, talking about sleep now, I'm like, I think I'm going to go for a nap, Hammy. <laughs> it's like, Take I'm debating. Nap? No, Hammy, I'm debating. Do I play? Because the back for blood is happening. And uh, Ronaldo uh, uh, introduced me. It's only on the beta format, but it's like Left for Dead. Have you ever played Left for Dead? Yeah, I know the game. Yeah. Yeah, I love this. So I think this is something that I'm going to make probably tell you you have to buy when it comes out so we can all play online. <laughs> so then our, our significant others are going to be like, okay. They have their podcast. Now they're playing game. It's like how? <laughs> you know they're going to be jealous, yeah. <laughs> they are already. <laughs> we, we, but we can convince them to play. I keep telling my husband so we can get yeah. your wife. And Ronaldo uh, will play with us too. So, you know, yeah, we're basically teenagers acting uh, as uh, adults. But the fact is we work to get, uh, you know, when I'm bothering the parents saying bite for us, you know. Yeah, well, one of, the, one of the secrets of life, I imagine, is when you get an, uh, you are an adult, you're still a teenager. It's just yeah, that, yeah. you know, your body is different. but yeah. <laughs> A lot different. Yeah. <laughs> a lot thought, different, you know, but yeah. A lot, you thought your teenage years was awkward and then you go up as an adult and all these expectations and you're just like, wait a minute. It actually is better being naive and unaware yeah. about a lot of and things. And then you're a little bit more aware of things and everything, but not that much, right? Like inside, you're still, you're, you're even still the kid <laughs> that you yeah. used to be. But the thing is, uh, they do crossplay. And I know you said to me that crossplay was banned, and I'm just loving that this yeah, is. Yeah, normally, I mean, when I was working in, in, in video game companies, like the crossplay was supposed, like studios didn't like it because uh, there was always the risk of. Oh, people in this platform play better, or they yeah. are able and to win, and it may alienate, may alienate the other the other platform and everything, just because you know. And and people, for example, for first first person shooters, normally people will be able to do more with um, a, um, PCs, right? Because they have better um, pointing devices yeah. and and the keyboard and everything. And then if they suddenly get people in consoles, they will be able to win more easier right yeah. uh, easierly and, and then you uh, have people rage quitting and exactly upset, yeah like, and then it's like oh yeah why do you play the game and then they will they will lose audience because they are at different levels right and mm-hmm. and perhaps it's you know it's, it's fine like if everyone is having like the same computer like an, an xbox or whatever it's fine because everyone is a playing field but if you mix some of them and normally also you know sony and microsoft microsoft they don't want people playing cross-playing because then they can do the the game uh, exclusive for a platform and then they can have what i found interesting was hammy back for blood is developed by warner brothers like warner brothers has gone into games yeah well i don't know Uh, well it 
perhaps it's not developed directly by Warner Brothers. They're just putting the, the name or... But that know, means they're know. investing money into it, Hammy. Yeah, like if, you know, mega, mega corporations are trying to do as much as possible <laughs> at the moment, right? And uh, me, the fool, like, okay, take my money. Do you know that yeah. song? You take my dinero. <laughs> That's a new Instagram that I'm I'm just flipping through Instagram and there are all these songs saying, you take my dinero. And people are just <laughs> trying to do like kind of winding up like stupid little things and saying like, oh, take my dinero. Yeah. I'm just the same now. And I'm just like, oh, I can't believe, you know, I used to be telling you, why are you buying? And I used to tell Ronaldo, you're spending a lot of money on like, you know, figurines and all these things. Yeah. I've become like that. And I can see that. I know. know, Welcome to the club. It's like nostalgia. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm such a nerd. I'm bullying myself, (laughs) Hammy. I've always been a nerd. Yeah. And you just didn't knew that. I just tried to pretend, you know, like I'm also a cool jock at the same time. But really, (laughs) um, my alliances were more in line with the the (laughs) IT nerds, you know. (laughs) I'm one of them, okay? I'm not making fun. Hence why we, when we're talking about sports, we say two nerds talking about sports, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do a sport. I like watching and playing um, it virtually. And so yeah, I like tennis nice. or, you know, there when there's – I love competitive elements, but, you know, again, now that COVID-19, I'm just going back into my shell of being – Yeah, like uh, you, you're not able to do very much like competitive sports or anything like that, only like exercising like – you know, but, uh, and my I'm brain not... gets bored. So my brain needs a, comp- a competition or a goal to mm-hmm. reach it. So it's strange. Like everything has to be an end target as opposed yeah. to just, a, I don't know why my brain, because exercise is continuous, but my yeah. brain's like, there has to be a goal. Yeah, I don't have to explain you can, that. You can set your, your own goals, right? Like yeah, you... but the thing is, it's like, okay, I've done 30 minutes, I'm done. But every time for exercise, it's kind of build up the stamina and mm-hmm. you reduce, you know, eating the chocolate that's right in front of me right now. Do you yeah. know that kind of way? <laughs> and it's like the goal is to be healthy and I'm eating it so I can feel better about myself to eat more chocolate, which yeah. is not the goal of at all of exercise, as you know. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So um, my brain works differently and I'm beginning to realize everybody has a, uh, their own quirk. We're all yeah. mad in our own way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like my husband was saying that like the, if you think about it, the Olympic athletes, you know, we may think how crazy are them getting up at 4 a.m. training, living their lives to an extreme discipline. Yeah. But they're not causing anyone harm. But that is a sign of madness as well. Us, me playing game, debating, do I sleep or do I have a uh, play Xbox? Um, and I'm like, hmm, I'll see how I get on uh, after this podcast. I'm like, if I go back into the bedroom and if I fall asleep, that's my answer. I'm giving mm-hmm. myself 10 minutes, Tammy. If I don't fall asleep, then I'm going to play. My answer is to play um, Xbox. Yeah. Uh, but like, we're all mad in our own time. Like, I just keep thinking. Yeah, well, you know. Um, There's all mad hatter in us. <laughs> yes. We're all a bit of mad hatter. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the saying, you know. And I feel like I'm the rabbit in uh, Alice. <laughs> Alice. You know, always there. running late. Yeah. <laughs> always running yeah, late. Like that's, that's quite common these days. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and especially having, having like no time, like my, my, my feeling all the time is like, oh yeah, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I have to do and this you, in half an hour and I yeah. don't have enough time to, to do this or to have lunch or, you know, between meetings. Like sometimes I don't have enough time between meetings to, I don't yeah. know, prepare the meeting or, or check something else or going to the toilet or whatever, right? So but the thing is, if you are actively participating or leading a meeting, the people are actually just, well, I, I know some people just think, ah, oh, that's easy. You're just talking. I'm like, no, you don't understand. 
the mental prep that goes yeah, into yeah. You need, you need a lot of a lot of preparation for that and, and knowing what is going on. And and to me, it also happens the other way around, right? Like when there's a meeting that you're not leading, um, yeah. it, it could also be difficult because your mind wanders, right? Like, and, and suddenly it's like, oh yeah, there has been 10 minutes and I don't know what they're talking about, right? And I'm because like, I haven't oh, gosh, been participating and for a while, right? And, and trying to get that. So it's also very... I, I don't know, meetings in, in remote form to me are quite difficult, and especially if they're long meetings. The other day I had a meeting that was like two hours, and it oh, was like really long, hard, I mean. right? Like that, yeah. that's very long. If, it, if it's more than 45 uh, minutes mm-hmm. an hour, it starts being like mentally tough. Do you know I'm going to end on this, and this is two movies that I actually found interesting Okay, that I think you might like. And only because I find myself being very judgmental of movies that I watch. And I'm like, okay, now I have my two hours spare. This better be entertaining. Yeah. I don't know why. Beforehand, if you're watching a lot of TV, you can be like, eh, it was okay. But uh, there, it was refreshing. And I, I don't think uh, the um, you know reviews online have given it justice. But I think mm-hmm. The Tomorrow War okay. in Amazon Prime. I, I watch it. You like it? Uh, not much, but yeah. Honey, really? It, I mean, it was sort it of was entertaining. Action. Yeah, it was it was perfectly fine movie to watch. Uh, disconnect what you were saying, like you know, I don't want to think at all. Yes. I, f- I I found that so filled with you know I knew what was going to happen every single minute of the movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or the big <laughs> reveal about who the major was, and it's like, come on, yeah, yeah, and and all the all the. Um, and it it was so full of very you know topics and tropes and and everything. I was like, yeah, well, there's yet another variation of the perfectly monster, you know, perfect monster that is impossible to kill. And then you know, is is it doesn't matter what happens, it's going to be trying to kill you all the time, even if it's severely wounded and and everything. So I found it like a little bit silly. It was fine. I mean, I watched it and I, I watched the whole movie. I found but- it entertaining because. I wasn't bored, even though I knew what was coming in certain parts yeah. of it. It was like, it, I didn't want to look at my phone. That's yeah. how I think of mo- a movie has entertained me if I haven't got distracted by my phone. Mm-hmm. I know this, I know it's a stupid thing to say, Hemi, but like, um, that's why I thought it was good. I thought yeah. it was good, right? And then um, Guns Akimbo, also on Amazon. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Did I know the movie. It? I don't, I haven't seen it, but I know the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I like it because it has that technology and games and what we you know, the social dystopia. Mm-hmm. So uh, to summarize it, it's basically, um, I think I'm going to give you that as an assignment, Hemi. <laughs> <laughs> So our next podcast is going to start off by, what did you think? What did you think of that? It was because, to summarize, it's uh, the guy that plays Harry Potter, Daniel mm-hmm. Radcliffe. He's an IT nerd, um, and he works for an IT company developing a game like all these, you know, it's not a great game, but it's enough game to psychologically get people addicted and get kids addicted yeah. to them people. Look, like Candy Crush. Yeah. And then people, that, that's an extremely wealthy um, company. Yeah. And then there's this kind of social uh, dystopia world where people have this underworld uh, where people are killing one another. And it's like, you know, Santa versus Hammy, last man or woman standing wins. So we try to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, uh, under the radar, but you have drones, you have all these, you know, technology things to kind of um, 
get people to do it and the world is watching them and uh, they're making money. And so this guy decides to troll these people and uh, the people come and attack him uh, mm. to teach him a lesson. And I was like, actually, it's kind of in a strange way, it's something I can see what happened with the world. You know, the whole yeah. purge, you know, maybe you need to get rid of and clean society. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I'm not the thing. <laughs> Anyone listening to us? But, the, you know, th- there's lots of movies about it because it's happened in society. Yeah. Natural selection and all that, you know. So, you know, Darwinism, all of that, uh, you know, these are facts and science. Um, but, yeah, now this is going down a w- strange route. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but, yeah. <laughs> all because of guns akimbo. <laughs> it was good. Like people uh, 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 did like it, but I liked it because it's like I can see this happening. Mm-hmm. Like we're just one step away from craziness and total yeah. anarchy. That's what I firmly believe. Yeah. If governments collapse, if the Irish government collapse, there are people uh, uh, out uh, uh, and attacking one another for sure. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, uh, but it's also very difficult, I think, for for governments to collapse. But we will see. Hopefully yeah, but not, you, would but... you would you have thought what happened in the U.S. Capitol? I would never have thought that would happen in the U.S. When the you know, the thing when they invaded the Capitol, yeah, yeah. attack, but they're attacking one another. Yeah, you yeah. know, it was not like attacking foreign invaders. It was like you are taking away our liberties, and it was you know because it's all plastered over. There was actually people who died. Four cops have com- killed suicide yeah. from the PTSD. You know, could you imagine if it was just slightly more chaotic? How worse would it yeah, be? Yeah, it's, it's a scary. Yeah. Do you know uh, what I mean? So, I mean, we're that we're one step away from all of these. You know. Yeah. Well, there's not that many. You know, it's it's a, a on one end, it's probably difficult because you know it doesn't happen, but um, or doesn't happen often. But at the same time, you know, it's very easy to create. You know, it's easier than probably we imagine to create a problem that is like you know that is scary. And are having yeah. like, a lot of people storming the capital, which is quite uh, surprising, to be <laughs> honest, uh, because you will think that that yeah. will be like completely locked down, right, in in terms of security and and everything. And yeah. for sure, there has been uh, problems with that. But um, but yeah, like you know, it's and and there's always like these kind of events that you say like, how was this possible, right? But at the same time, it happens. Happens, yeah. How did st- certain things in World War II happen? We're yeah. learning about this is what you should not do yeah. from a human rights perspective. And yeah, this of is, course. It happened. Yeah. Do you know? And I don't know, because I think at the time that people are living in, they're focused on other aspects. And it's only when you have a time to reflect mm-hmm. that you can improve and learn from your mistakes. And I'm mm-hmm. just finding myself in a state of nostalgia and reflection. Yeah, yeah, like maybe because again, I don't know the, what to look forward to in the future because it's all uncertain. I don't know how to explain. Yeah, that. Maybe and, that's and I think is. you know, no, I, I totally understand that at the moment. Also, again, we are uh, going through a very traumatic experience in general, which is all the pandemic and everything. And right now, sure, we are seeing sort of the end of it. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like there's a, a huge amount of uncertainty and anxiety about what is going to happen next, mm. right? Like because yeah. as as we have been discussing, there's 
there's probably not going to be like, oh yeah, one day we are going to declare the pandemic is over, we are going to open the door, everything is going to be exactly it's as it was to- before. It's not it's not working like that. Like first of all, no. there's not going to be a single day. It's going to be more like a ramping down thing and and doing mm-hmm. back to things. And also that there's going to be things like that there's going to take a while until we do again in the same way that we were doing before. And also other things that probably we will never do again in the same way. Good things, bad things, right? Like probably remote working is, is here to stay. It's going to be yeah. an option way more for people and there's going to be more people using it. Um, yeah. at this, But, you know, uh, probably are going to be people that get anxiety about a lot of, a lot of things and uh, probably they will need time to heal and yeah. uh, recover the same we don't confidence. know the real effects of covid until the next few years yeah and and we don't know how it's going to be uh, because mm-hmm. it looks like um probably it's going to stay as a more like a seasonal thing right like hopefully mm-hmm. similar to flu right but we will have yeah. to get that i don't know if we will need to get vaccines every year i don't know if we will need to do boosters something else or boosters or yeah. um or it will be another search for whatever reason or, uh, you know, and perhaps we'll be more prepared what's going to happen in other countries, right? And a lot of different questions that we don't know yet. And look, we have to think, okay, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. But uh, right now what we can do is control our own environment, uh, you know, be responsible mm-hmm. and, and take uh, precautions uh, by trying to live our life at the same time, right? And and to to enjoy as much as we can. I'm smiling because I think that's a perfect way to end it as opposed to my pessimism coming <laughs> <laughs> So it was like, perfect, Dami. You've got a positive uh, end to this. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I will go to the to the toilet to cry after that. <laughs> <laughs> this, before we end, uh, there's a, um, a, a new song that comes up on Instagram, which I like, right? So the song, the girl is kind of just singing a preppy song. Hey, how are you doing? And then uh, the person replies, I'm fine. She goes, no, really, how are you doing? She goes, I'm dying inside. And I was like, I yeah. love that. <laughs> you really <laughs> love your dark humor. <laughs> uh, that Luigi one was beautiful, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, okay, uh, to explain the comic strip, I'm picturing it right now. Um, Hammy always plays uh, in our group of friends. He picks Luigi. And so um, anytime I, I have a Luigi, I have a Luigi little um, you know, figurine because it, it reminds me of Hammy. <laughs> and in... Uh, uh, in the comic strip, you know, when uh, you're playing Mario Kart and you fall over the edge and usually have the cloud trying to pick you up to bring you back into the game. In this one, the comic, when the cloud was picking up Luigi to get back into the game and not off the cliff, and Luigi's like, please leave me, let me go. You know, like it, it's a sign that Luigi's like, this was a deliberate attempt to kill myself, but now you're bringing me back into it. You're having a repetitive cycle, the torture is too much, you know? And not that I approve of suicide, but it was a dark human. Humor and that thought it was yeah it was it was a dark joke but you know I, I know that you appreciate dark humor <laughs> I know all right Hammy I think that's again we left it on a dark humor note I was gonna you know you had a lovely fancy yeah I, I tried, but you know we will have to end it like that yeah <laughs> my natural dark humorness brought it back into you know wait it's too pos- uh, optimistic bring it back to darkness. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And you can follow us by searching Wrong Side of Life podcast in the internet. See you soon.